everybody say amen. amen. How many just love the Lord tonight? Let me just see your hands. Then I want you to tell your neighbor, I love the Lord. Ain't no doubt about it. Tell them, ain't no doubt about it. I am God's child. Come on, I belong to Jesus. How many really belong to Jesus? And because we belong to Jesus, we want to do something a little bit different tonight and, and share with you some things that God has laid upon my heart. Because once again, how many have been in church for a pretty long time? Look at somebody and say, you've been around that long? You've been around a long time. I want to share with you tonight pretty much some of the dangers of being in the church a long time. How many know there are some pitfalls even in the church? How many know there's some stuff you got to stay away from and folk? Come on, somebody, even in the church. How many of you can't get in every click? You can't get mixed up in everybody's mess? How many know you've got to keep your eyes straight ahead? Understanding this one thing, that the church is not about a denomination. It's not about a building. It's not about lights and cues. How many know it's about Jesus Christ? How many know your whole purpose and your whole goal has got to be about serving God? So how many tonight have come to give God glory, come to give God praise, have come not to be ashamed of the Lord, but to let somebody know I really love the Lord tonight? How many know it's not going to be easy because somebody's looking over at you saying, what they clapping for? You tell them I'm clapping because I'm happy. I'm clapping because I'm free. I'm clapping. Come on, put your hands together and thank the Lord. For the love of God, the freedom of God, the salvation of God. Somebody just say hallelujah. Oh, come on, I can't hear you. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Well, I'm grateful tonight. I want you to take your Bibles. And uh, I got one more night. Okay, I didn't, because I, I want to do what somebody say. Oh, my God. The whole 15th chapter of St. Luke. And look how many verses there are first. Woo. We're going to do all the verses tonight. You don't have nothing to do, do you? I'll let you out by the 11 o'clock news. I'm just teasing. I'm just, somebody said, you be here by yourself. <laughs> just teasing. But I want to show you something that's very paramount that we need to see as believers. I'm going to ask you just to read, read a verse or follow along. with. Let, let me read it. So let's begin with the first verse. Matter of fact, you can read it. It's on the screen. Let's just do the first verse. Then, okay, you got to read it together. You'll mess it up. Come on. Thus beginneth the reading of God's holy and inerrant word. Then, How many know that includes me? How many know you're not perfect? How many know you mess up? But how many know we ought to want to hear what Jesus has to say? How many know when we understand that God's got a word? Tell your neighbor God's got a word for you tonight. God's going to speak to your heart if you allow him to speak to your heart. Next verse. doesn't want you to hear what the Lord wants to say to you. Can it be possible that the person sitting next to you really doesn't want you to hear what the Lord is saying? It's possible. Your wife could be sitting next to you, brother, and she wants you to hear what God says, but not everything. It's possible for people to be in church, and once again, they want to do everything but what God says. They'll take, they'll take time with the offering. They'll take time to stand and sing. But when it comes to praise and worship, they won't lift their hands. They won't open their mouth. They won't give God glory. Is that possible? Come on, talk to me. What? Next verse. Verse. 
and he spake. Jesus spoke in what? Parables. Because he understood that when folk hear what they're normally used to hearing, they understand it a little bit better. When he talked to fishermen, he talked about what? Fishing. When he talked to women, he talked about making bread. So they understood what? The process of what? Making what? When he talked to religious folk and he began to break the scripture, they understood what he said. Here he begins to teach about lostness. About what? It starts out in the very next verse. It says what? What man of you having what? He talks about a shepherd or a person having how many sheep? And he only brings in 99, but he goes and looks for what? How many know God comes looking for us? How many know no matter how many people are in the church, how many know God knows you by name? How many know God knows the number of hairs on your head? How many know God knows you're going out and you're coming in? So how many know when you get connected to God, how many know God's going to go looking for you when you start messing up, when you start getting lost? How many know, and he's going to keep looking until he does what? Till he finds you. Thank God that God always comes looking for me. Now I want you to go down to, it says, verse number 7. Verse number 6, I'm sorry. And when he cometh home, he calleth his what? And his neighbors? Next verse. Can you see what Jesus is saying there? He's trying to get us to understand that how many know there ought to be rejoicing when someone comes into the house of God? How many know when people end up giving their life to Christ, folks sit down and they ain't clapping, they ain't doing, you ought to be rejoicing over that person who has turned from the world to Jesus Christ because how many know that is our joy in winning souls? He said, what, go ye therefore into all the world, what, preaching and teaching and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and bringing them into the, what, kingdom of God. There ought to be joy. How many are joyful over your neighbor? who has come to know Jesus Christ, who is saved from their sins, who is on their way to heaven, who love God with all their heart. Put your hands together for your neighbor and say, I'm so glad that you know Jesus Christ. I'm rejoicing over the fact that you're not lost, but you're found. And always remember this, you didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. Let's look at the next one. So he talks about lost what? Sheep. Then verse number 8. Let's look at verse number 8. It says what now? How many know she had how many pieces of silver? And if she loses what? What does she do? Oh, she go looking for that thing. She go looking for that thing. She goes looking and she sweeps the house, what? Diligently. That means she lifts up stuff. She sweeps under stuff. She moves stuff. Because how many know the one is as valuable as all of the others? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm as valuable as you are. How many know God has saved us out of different situations, out of different circumstances? But how many know it's the same God that saved you, that saved me? It's the same blood that washed you, that washed me. No matter whether you were a drunkard, whether you were an alcoholic, whether you were a drug taker, whether you were a whoremonger, how many know it took God to save you? And it took God, come on somebody, to save me. 
And when he died, he didn't die for the righteous. He died for the unrighteous. And sometimes you ought to take a look at your own life and thank God he came searching after me. Look at the next verse. And when she hath what? She what? And saying what? Why isn't there a lot of shouting and praising in God's house? People use this verse sometimes. They always say that, that, every, that, that the earth keeps silent before him. You know why the Bible says that? Because he wants the birds to keep quiet. The grasshoppers to stop hopping. He wants the butterflies to quit that so God can hear you. How many know every other animal in the kingdom knows what his job is? How many know God created us, come on somebody, to give him praise and worship? Not to sit like a bump on the law, not to act like we don't know who God is. If anybody ought to know who God is, tell your neighbor, I ought to know who he is. I ought to know what he's done. Because if God's done anything for you, open up your mouth and give God some kind of adoration for what he's done in your life. Tell your neighbor, you can't tell it. Let me tell it what God has done. You are a living witness in living color. That nobody's been through what you've been through. And somebody will say, I just swore I've been through some stuff. And how many know by you not opening up your mouth, you are not helping other folk to get over what they need to get over? I said to my church, this was years ago at, at my church when I was pastoring. I got up one Sunday and God said, tell the people. I said, oh, no, God, I can't tell them that. God said, tell the people. I said, God, I can't say that. God said, tell the people. And before I know it, I was talking. And I said to the congregation, I said, you know what? When I was growing up, my uncle molested me. He molested me over three years. I said, and I had to get delivered from that. Because I hated him, I didn't like him. And when I got done, the deacons called me into the office. They said, Pastor, why did you tell the people that? We don't want anybody to know that our pastor was ever molested. We want a clean pastor. We want a pastor that ain't been through all that kind of garbage. And I said to them, I'm sorry, but God said, tell the people. The deacons walked out mad, angry, lips tuned up. But behind them was about 30 people at my door coming in saying, Pastor, I needed to hear that. Because for years I've been carrying that burden in my life. I've been carrying that problem in my life. Girls came in who had abortions and said, I needed that deliverance in my life. How many know sometimes what you're not willing to say, somebody needs to hear it? How many know what you're not willing to share, somebody needs to know that God can do it for you? How many know God can do exceedingly, come on, somebody, and abundantly and beyond that which we ask or think? How many know God did not take you to it, not to bring you through it, and when he brought you out of it, he wanted you to be a living witness and let somebody else know that God can do it for you? Do I have a witness in the house? How many here have ever been through anything? How many have seen God bring you out of this and bring you out of that and make a way out of this situation? How many have seen God turn stuff around? How many have seen God open doors? How, come on, somebody. How many have ever seen God do the miraculous on your behalf? I've also seen the lightning flash. I've seen the thunder roar, but I've also heard the word of God saying, peace be still. So therefore, here's what she said, she said, rejoice. That's a key word. Tell your neighbor, rejoice. Come on, get your mouth open, get your mouth open. You don't rejoice by, rejoice. Once again, once again. After last night, I went home. 
the score of the Steelers and Redskins. I'm just, I'm just telling you. It was close. It was close for a while till I got home. Pastor Jim cut that TV off. I start speaking to the TV set. I said, Steelers, come on now. I didn't stay up all night long to watch y'all lose. And before you know it, victory was in the house. I was calling folk. After I was calling, wasn't that bringing my call? They wouldn't answer me because I was calling to rejoice. That my t- and matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, I got you a sympathy card. <laughs> You know the joy it is when folk can rejoice one with another? I want you just to get your there and say, let's just praise him together. Come on, just grab him by the Let's just praise him together. Let's give God, come on, give God glory together. Just you and I give God praise for what the Lord has done. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Is the Lord good? Is the Lord good? Somebody say yes. can do it by myself, but it's better, brother, when you and I put it together and say God is good all the time. Yeah! <laughs> That's why some of y'all I wouldn't trade for. You ain't no cheerleader. I learned this when I was playing, playing not professional, playing high school and playing college ball. My coach always said this to me. He said, listen, if you only going to get happy when you in the game, you ain't getting in the game. How many of you got to learn to be a bench player? How many of if you can't praise him down here, why you want to get up there and praise him? How many know I'm practicing now? That's why I'm on earth right now. I'm practicing because when you get up there, ain't going to be no sitting down. Ain't gonna, how many know every day going to be like Sunday? We're going to be giving God glory all the time. And I'm in rehearsal right now. I dare you to rehearse right now the goodness of God. I dare you to give him a praise right now. I dare you to holler for him right now. Give God praise. Let everything that Just rehearsal. Just rehearsal. Just, see, some folk want to sing in the choir but don't want to come to rehearsal. How many know you got to rehearse to know the words? I'm rehearsing right now. So when I get up there, I already know. For the Lord is good. And the younger son of them having to this his father, give me. You know, I learned something about about that word, give me. Be careful with it. My pastor used to take us all out for for, for eat. About 15 of us, after church, we'd all go out to eat. Now, we was broke, because he'd only want that at all. And he would say, you can get what you want. And we would order, one of the guys said, me, I said, ma'am, Give me a hamburger in first. He said, no, 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 no. I ain't going to give you nothing. You ask. Can I have? If you ain't paying, don't say give me. How many know in life, God is blessing you. Don't ever tell him, give me. How many know you don't deserve that, what you're getting already? How many know God's been better to you than you've been to God? Some of you woke up this morning, didn't even tell him thank you. You ate his food, didn't even tell him thank you. Then drove his car and didn't even tell him thank you. Breathed his air, come on somebody, and didn't even tell him what? Thank you. So don't ever say, give me. Just say, God, may I have. Give us this day. Our what? Next verse. And what? The father gave him what he asked for. Tell your neighbor, be careful what you ask for. 
many here would like to have a better job? Let me see your hand. Okay, good. Don't lie. How many would like God to give them a better job? Put your hand way up. Don't be like this. What's the matter with you, Ray? Put your hand up. You see, you had it like this. You want a better job? Ain't you going to school to get a better job? Put your hand up then. How many want more money? But can God trust you once he gives you some more money, will you pay more times? You want more, but you ain't willing to give more. Some of the stingiest people are church folk. How many know our father is rich in houses and land? The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. Then why you broke all the time? You have not? If you ask anything in my name, I'll seek the Lord while he may be. Draw nigh unto him and he'll do what? Okay, let's read the next verse. And when he had what? He had done what? All there arose a... There arose a what? He asked his father for his portion. His father evidently had quite a bit of money, gave him what he asked for, but he went out and started living a what? Riotous life. When you start living from God, how many know it's like a man that has holes in his pocket that comes out the other end? Think for a moment how much money has come through your hand. And how much you still got. You could have paid cash for that car. You could have bought that house cash. But yet, you had to have Gucci, Versace. You can, now, well, my wife's going to laugh, but I can tell you, you can get around in a VW just like you can a Mercedes. <laughs> you, you don't have to have all that stuff. But once again, we're caught up in the society of the world that we want what they want. And how many know you got to pay the price? And he says, a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in what? Next verse. And he went and did what? A Jewish boy, the last place he wanted to be was where? Working with pigs. But how many know when you leave God, who is here, the only way you can go is here. When you leave God, who is here, the only way you can go is where? And then he joined himself. Be careful who and what attach yourself to. Before you get married, watch who you attach yourself to. Before you become a member of a church, be careful what you attach yourself to. Before you begin starting relationships, be careful who you attach yourself to. He attached himself to that country and they sent him into the fields to feed pigs. Next verse. And when he would, what? Filled his belly. How many know that's a low place in life? When you're a Jewish boy, you're in the pig pen, you're feeding the pigs, and the people you work with won't even feed you, and you end up eating what the pigs eat. So the devil has a plan for your life, too. Tell your neighbor that. The devil has a plan for your life, too. How many know he comes to rob, kill, and destroy? How many know the devil does not have your best interests at heart? His job is to get you as low as he can, take away your happiness, take away your joy, take away your peace, keep you in a situation of confusion. And how many know the devil will take you where you don't want to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, make you do things you didn't even think you would do? Next verse. 
And when he what? Do this. Just hit your head. Come on, just hit it. It ain't going to hurt you. Go ahead. It's hard. And when he what? This is a key verse because it tells us you must take your children to church whether they want to or not. Make them sit in the service. Make them hear the word of God. They may act like they ain't getting nothing. They ain't hearing nothing. But look what happens with this word. And when he came, what? How many know after a while it sinks in? How many know all of us here have had our journeys into a far land? How many know all of us have wandered away from God at one time or another? But how many know after we start eating that crap from the devil, how many know we came back to ourselves? How many know we remember, oh, how I love Jesus? We remember John 3, 16, for God, what? Come on, so loved the world that he gave it. How many know we remember the things of God? And when we thought about it, we came to our what? To ourselves. You, your job, parents, is to put it in them. There's, there's, I think it's Canada or one of the other countries. They have a law that you don't have, they don't have to make their children go to church, that their kids can decide if they want to go or not. But the Bible says, as for me and we're going to serve the Lord. How many know in, 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 in the Chapman house, you don't decide whether you want to go. If you go eat here, sleep here, use God's lights, use God's television, use God's electricity, then you're going to get up and go to God's house on Sunday morning. Tell somebody, no options, no options, no options. He said, how many hired servants of my father's had bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. Next verse. I will do what? And do what? And will say, Father, go ahead. Next verse. How many know in spite of the fact that you drifted away from God when you came to yourself, you knew it was better being with God than being with man? How many know when you came to your senses, you understood that it's more blessed to be in the house of God than it is to be anywhere else? Some folk talk about the church. Yes, the church can be rough, but let me tell you, I was saved in the church. I was baptized in the church. How many know I was married in the church? How many know I was licensed in the church? I was ordained in the church. When I die, I'm going to be buried from the church. How many know when the church gets resurrected, I'm going to be resurrected with the church? I ain't going nowhere from the church. How many know this is my my father's house because he said upon this rock I'll build my what church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail again I'm not going to try to join the masons or all them other organizations I'm going to keep myself in the church and I recognize as I came back to God I want God to understand God I messed up can somebody say to God I messed up but I'm coming home. Come on. I didn't do right, but I'm coming home. I recognize I didn't do what you asked me, but I'm coming what? Home. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Just make me one of your servants. Next verse. And he what? Somebody said he got up. How many know that's the place you got to get to? Even when you recognize you've messed up, tell somebody, get up in here. Don't sit in that crap. The difference between a sheep and a pig is what? When a sheep falls in mud, he does what? He gets out of it. Even though he's a sheep and fell in it, he gets out. But when a pig gets in mud, how many, how many are sheep? Tell your neighbor, then get up. If you're a pig, stay in it. He says, but, and when, and he arose, and what? But when he was yet. Come here, preacher. Come here. Come here, preacher. Come here. Come here. Okay. I'm the father. You're the son. Now, you follow what you're just reading. And he, get up. 
arose and came to his. And when he was yet a what? Far way off. Who was looking for him? Oh, God, you don't understand that. Even when I'm afar off, Jesus is still looking for me. He never gives up on me. He never says you can't come back home. How many know God is calling you? Come on, what? Come on home, son. Come on back to daddy. Come on back in fellowship. Come on back. And when he saw him, he had what? When folk in the church have messed up, don't push them away. When folk in the church have not done what you thought, don't push them away, but run after them. Now let me get this clear so you understand. I don't kiss no man on no lips. I can hug him, kiss him, and still be a man. The reason most of our sons and daughters don't understand us is we're not willing to. Homosexuality is not a kiss. It's a way of life. Kissed him on his neck. Next verse. And his son said, what did he say? When you come to God, be willing to acknowledge you've messed up. There are many folk in church who never say, I'm sorry. Much as I hate to admit it, sometimes I have to tell my wife, I'm sorry. It's not often... But how many know you got to be willing to say, I'm sorry? You've got to be willing to say, thank you. Because if you don't, how many know all the things that you do and never say, I'm sorry, never makes an excuse why you didn't say, I'm sorry. I'm no longer worthy to be called thy what? Next verse says what? But the Father. How many understand God wants to restore you to where you were? How many know God's love for you is to bring you all the way back, not part of the way back? So what he says, come here, Dave. Come on, Dave. I know I could use you now. He says, do what? Bring forth the what? No, no, not just the robe. The what? Best robe. Put the robe on him. And then, honey, I left my ring. Put a ring on his finger. And put shoes on his feet. God's job is to make me look good no matter how messed up I was. How many know God's job is to put a what? A robe on me. It's to put a ring on my finger. It's to put shoes on my feet. Because what the world will do will take everything from you. But how many know God is a restorer? How many know God is a healer? How many know God is a deliverer? For the devil cometh to rob, kill, and destroy. But somebody say, God comes to put it back on you. God comes to make you the very best. He comes to make you the head and not the tail. First and not last. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. That whatever your hands touch, wherever your feet go, how many know God is going to bless? You ought to tell your neighbor, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. Now, do not be jealous of him. Because if God is blessing him, you see where he's standing? And God's blessing, come on, talk now. See, he's over there, right? And I'm over here. Where are you at? Aren't you close to him? 
So that means you're close to the blessing. So if God is blessing here, how many know that means God is in the neighborhood? So you might be next in line. So you got to give God the praise. How many understand? How many know a lot of people have been shot who weren't supposed to get shot, but they called a ricochet bullet. It hits right here, bounces off of him and hits you. That's what the blessings of God will do. They will hit over here, hit over there, and bless you. Next verse, almost done, see? And bring forth and kill it. And be what? Come on, put your hands together for a brother who's come back to the Lord. Put your hands together for him that was lost. Next verse. For my son. Who was what? And now is. And he that was and is. And they began to be what? Come on, come on, practice, practice, practice. You wonder why more folk don't get saved? Because you did. If you act like you want them to come, they'll come. Next verse. Uh-oh, 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 wait, no, you got to say it right now. You're messing it up. It says what, the first word? That means there's a switch. We just got done being what? But now there's a switch. Now! His brother was out where and he heard all this what's going on in there they shouting they dancing they clapping and he drew nigh to the house and he Let me hear y'all. Next verse. And he called one of the servants. Call one. Call him. Call him. Come in. Come in. Come in. Come in. Come in. Come in. What's all? What's what's happening? Come on, somebody say it in the 21st. What's happening around here? What do these things mean? And look at the next verse. And this is, you got to talk now, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead, next verse. And you say it, tell him. Let him tell him. Go ahead. He's trying to get him to understand. Your brother. What did I say? who was lost, is now found. Your brother that was dead is now, and he's safe and sound. Look at this verse. Next verse. Have a hissy fit. Go ahead, have a, come on, have a fit, come on. And he would not tell him, come on in with your brother in the day. Come on, try to bring him in. Try to bring him in. Come on, man. Pull him. Fight him. Is that you? When God saves your brother? You don't want to be bothered with them. You won't even come in and sit with them in church. I've seen some mean folk. 
won't sit with some folk on the same pew. Tell your neighbor, if you only knew my story, tell us. You might not be sitting right here next to me right now. If you only knew some of the stuff that I've done in my life that hasn't come out of the closet yet, you might not want to sit next to me. But thanks be unto God, God has still got it locked up (laughs) in the closet. Next verse. And he answering him said to his father, talk to me now, God, talk to me, talk to me. Here's the problem with folk in the church. They're jealous of their brother. You know what's, what's so exciting, really? You know, uh, we started our church years ago when folk first come to Christ, come to know the Lord. We give them like a little uh, new members, a little fellowship. One of the old members. They ain't never done that for me. I've been here seventy some years. They ain't never done. How, how many? How many know now? You've got to begin to think now. We talked about the lost what, and the lost. Which one of these is lost? Tell your neighbor it is possible. Come on, talk to him. It is possible to be lost at home. You can be sitting right in the church and be lost. You can hear the choir every Sunday and still be what? How many know you can give money and still be? You can read your Bible and still be? You can go to Sunday school and still be? How many know it's a shame to go through all that and still bust hell wide open? He could not get past him staying home. Now, once again... Let's look at the difference of him staying home and him here. While he was out there in the field, what happened to him? What happened to him? What happened to him? He lost everything. Come on, he did what? Found himself where? In the pig's pit. Found himself eating the husk. Found himself far from where he needed to be. He ended up joining himself with harlots, hookers, and all that kind of stuff. But him, he never missed a meal. Come on, somebody. He always ate off of daddy's table. He still had fresh running water. He always had a robe on his back. Come on, somebody, and shoes on his feet. You ought to be grateful that God has kept you with clothes on your back, a roof over your head. God has kept you with everything in life. You ain't got nothing to complain about, but the Bible said in everything, give what? Thanks, for this is the will. How many know you ought to be grateful that God has kept you in spite of what has happened to other people? He says, and you never killed no calf for me. Never gave me no party. Selfish. Repeat after me. Lord, take out selfishness out of my life. I cannot be a blessing to my church, to my family, and work in the kingdom with selfishness. It ain't about me. It ain't about me. It ain't about me. It's about you. Next verse. We're almost done. See, we're almost done. But as soon as thy... He couldn't let it go. How many have stuff that you can't let go? Somebody that done something to you 20 years ago, and you're still holding on to that thing. And it's, and, it, and it's real. People think that don't happen. Yes, it does. Families have fallen out and still fallen out over something that the no, young ones, they had nothing to do with. She don't speak to me. I don't speak. Why? Because her great-grandmother stepped on my grandmother's shoes and never apologized. How many know get over it? Tell somebody get over it. Next verse. And he said unto him, Son, when have you ever missed a meal, son? When have I not blessed you? When have I not taken care of you? 
So you ain't got nothing to be jealous over with your brother. Look at the next verse. It was meat. Next verse. It was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go back, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was what? That we should make merry and be glad. For thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost. You can be lost at home. I never, you can be seated, brothers, I'm done, I'm finished. I never, ever want to get to the point in my Christian relationship that I put other folk down, that I think that I have arrived, that I'm not willing to rejoice with you, to weep with you, to cry with you when you're going through something. So tell me, is it possible to be lost at home? It's possible. It's possible for all of us to be in here at this moment. And some of us won't hardly speak to the other one. It is possible. Sometimes I wish the churches did not have two sides. They made you all sit on the same side. Sometimes I wish there was not a whole lot of choirs. Because some of you will join choirs not to sing with some folk. How many know we've got to stop that foolishness? The kingdom is on the move. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. I want to close by, by sharing this with you and then I'm done. Sister Ann, would you do me a favor? Get this, this more road dog. Not, not a dog now, this road dog. <laughs> would you get a song just for me and, and, and play on the piano? Use the piano. Is it okay? Is it okay? Don't don't break these people's piano. <laughs> Pastor, if she breaks it, send the bill to Beverly Manor Baptist Church. Here's a deacon right here. He'll watch. Watch her, Doc. You can pl- I'm going to wait for you to start playing so I can give my last story and we can go home. How, did, see, we got that whole chapter done. And how many learn that you got to sweep diligently. How many know you got to love everybody? Just play something real softly and then you can come into it when I say, hit it, girl. One day there was a lady who loved God with all her heart. She loved God so much that when she got up in the morning, she'd put her gospels on. She'd put her songs on like Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. She'd play, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. She'd play, there is a fountain filled with blood. She'd play all of her gospel songs. And the lady next door would turn up her radio. And she'd play, I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. She'd play, You know, love makes the world go round. She plays songs like Chain of Fools. She played Aretha Franklin and she played all of those songs and she would blast it louder than the other woman. And the other woman would just keep on praising God, saying, that's all right, I'm going to keep on giving God glory. And she went outside and began to plant some flowers. She planted some flowers out in the front of the yard. And the old lady next door that was so mean would take her dishwater and throw it out on the lady's plants. And she said, God, you can handle this. That's okay. But she would throw the dishwater out on purpose. Then one day, the mean lady got sick. None of her friends and neighbors would come to visit her. But the lady next door said, I'm going over to Mary Jo's house. I'm going over to where? She went over. She made a pot of chicken noodle soup. 
and she had some flowers in her hand. She knocked on the door, and the woman said, who is it? She said, it's Lucy Bell. She said, what do you want, Lucy? She said, I, 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 I want to bring you some soup and some flowers. She opened the door, and she set the soup on the table. And she said to her, she said, I made this so you can get better. And she said, why do you care? She said, because I love God, and I want you to get better. And she looked at the flowers, and she said, where would you get those beautiful flowers from? What florist did you go to? She said, these are the flowers that you threw your dishwater on. But I wanted you to see that God can bring something beautiful out of something that looks like it ain't going to turn out right. And I come to tell somebody tonight, God has turned and made something beautiful out of my life. And I am so grateful that God has blessed you and you and you. And we can rejoice together for all of us was once lost, but now we're found. We were blind, but now we see. And therefore, folk always got mad at me at church because folks said, why do you want us always to hug and kiss? Because there's something about making connection. And let me tell you, one of the strongest things that my wife and I have, come here, sweetie, hurry up. I don't care what has happened. In our home, what's happened to her at work, what's happened to her with other people, that when she gets in these arms, she finds security, she finds happiness, she knows there's peace because we love God. I want to ask you, I don't, come here, girl. But I want to let you know God is God will bless you. And how many know we are brothers and sisters in Christ? And when you understand that there's fellowship and joy in knowing that God loves you and God loves me, and you're my sister, and I'm your brother. Doesn't matter about the color. We are God's children, that God is blessing us. I don't want to be like this. He's white. Can't deal with him. You, my brother, power sign. How many know that's not God? But my brother is the one that knows Jesus. And we have relationship. You know Jesus? I know Jesus. Are you born again? You know him. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. Come on. John. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God. Y'all don't know that? When I think, when I
and y'all ain't moving. Y'all better move for I get you. I get you. Come on, go over and give your neighbor a hug and thank God they're saved and you're saved. My soul cries out. I thank God for saving us. If you don't know it, just put your hands together as you walk over and give somebody a hug. Come on. Come on, you don't want to be lost at home. You don't want to be lost at home. Come on. That's your brother. That's your sister. Church of the Brethren. I don't want Beverly Manor. I don't want Marine. I don't want the Mennonite. I don't want the Methodist Church that I belong to for me to be there all those years and be lost at home. I want Jesus to know that I love him. Now, I know you know this song. Tis so sweet, pastor's coming to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him just to rest upon his promise just to know the said the lord let me hear his name jesus jesus
Glory, glory, glory. God is good. And as every night it's just been such a blessing to just hear the word of God, to be exhorted, but to be doing this together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So look forward to coming together one last night. We got somebody else that's supposed to be talking. Who? You, you, Danny. Danny's going to close it out. Danny's been called out almost every night for something. So we might as well hear the man really speak. But I'm looking forward to seeing you one last night. I, I hate that. I hate even have to say that. He ain't looking at me here. I hate to even have to say that. Yeah. I don't know. We can build a little shack somewhere, and we'll move in, and you can stay in our house. That's what we'll do. We'll just do it that way. Yeah. There, there, there is room in the inn, my friend. There is room in the inn. But it's just such a blessing, every one of you. And I can't get I, just the friends, the fellowship, to God be the glory. God is good. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I'm going to turn it over to our most used guy this week so far, Danny Grant. He has been, he, well, who was he last night? He was Peter last night. He's the eldest brother tonight. And he's going to be our concluder, Brother Danny. First, I'd like to thank Pastor Ari and, and Crawford and our own uh, White Hill Praise Team. Up close. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I am new at this. <laughs> well, I'm a bit put on the spot. <laughs> okay, I want to thank Pastor Ari and Pastor Crawford and uh, our own White Hill Praise Team and singers and uh, uh, Reverend Chapman. And uh, <clears throat> I have a few announcements. The first one, uh, these are will back on the table as you go out. October the 5th to the 9th at the uh, Oak, Grove, Oak Grove Church Baptist. They're having the 20th Annual Word for Life Conference. We have uh, Bishop and Lady Kitty Payne, uh, Pastor Michael Reynolds, Bishop Courtney McBeth, Pastor R.V. Robertson, and Pastor Amy Ziegler. The second one's on uh, October 29th. This is uh, Women with a Cause. And this is uh, at uh, Westminster Presbyterian Church. We have uh, your wife, Pastor Linda Area, uh, Speaker Effie Reed, and Daniel Tapscott. Now, I got a question to ask you. Do any of y'all know what yesterday was? Nobody? Okay, it was National Day for Encouragement. Now, if, you were, if you were here last night and didn't get encouraged, then you need to go see your doctor, okay? Oh, any night for that reason. Uh, we, we are asked to encourage, not, not to just judge. As you know, God said, uh, Jesus said, judge not that you be judged. And I'd like to echo one more message of uh, my brother Chapman over here. Live for Jesus because he died for us. Thank you. All right, come across the aisle so we can go home. Come across, y'all. Touch somebody. 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 Let's do praise God from whom all blessings flow. Father, you will go after the lost sheep. Father, you will sweep diligently until you find the coins. And Father, even if we ask and go out on our own and we come to ourselves, you'll be there to receive us. Then, Lord, even in our coming back, we want to say we're sorry, but we're grateful that you received us back into the fold. And Father, even though our brother may have stayed the whole time, 
we pray that we know now which one was really lost. Not the one that left, but the one that was still hungry and never came in to fellowship with his brother. Bless me with my brothers. Bless me with my sisters. Hold us together in Jesus' name. Give them one more big hug. Give them one more big hug. Give them one more big hug. Big hug. Come on, give somebody a hug. You a hugger. Come on, you're a hugger. Be a hugger. Thanks, bruh.